All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. We'd love you to support this show. Please like, follow, and subscribe to us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Your likes and subscription helps us to grow and attract interviews and content. So please retweet and share our posts. Your contributions are appreciated. Greetings and welcome to episode 498 of the KISS FAQ podcast. I am your host and your favorite YouTuber in KISS-related world, Mark Anthony K. I know you love me. And guess what? You're going to have me hosting the whole episode here. So get used to it. Okay. So joining me tonight is my good friend, the voice of reason, Ken. How are you doing? doing good thanks and my brother from another mother in in stockholm sweden area daniel how are you doing i'm just fine actually you're more north of stockholm aren't you yeah way way up north way more north okay i I live next door to the polar bears ah okay so you're up in like santa claus area around there okay santa claus yeah. yeah there you go so as you can see uh we are short our fearless leader julian who has uh being away on some other errands that he had to do. In fact, one of the things that he was very busy with, uh, and you probably noticed that we have another episode that's already been posted, for episode 497, which is the Buffalo Rock City 2 interview. If you haven't checked it out yet, please go check it out. It's a fantastic interview with Julian and the guys who made another fantastic tribute record to Kiss. Uh, so you might want to check that out. And we might even be joined by Lonnie. Uh, there he is, cool. our How good friend. A good friend Lonnie has joined us. It's just like magical words coming out of my mouth and Lonnie appears. How are you doing, Lonnie? Excellent. How are you? Never been better. Great, great. So we just did this short introduction. I reminded everybody how much they love me in the YouTube world, and they'll be having me as a host for today. So they'll be very pleased with that. Oh, and just to let you know, I got a burp out of the way early. So for you oh. people who don't like that, you know, you can, right. you know, you can rest assured now. Okay. So there's still a lot of show to go. Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah and I just right. and I just ate too, so don't worry. Oh, no, no, no. So it'll be it'll be a, it'll be a good evening. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take a look at the news first before we get started on the topic for this week. So there's quite a bit of news going on in the world right now of in the Kiss Land. Some of it may not be like, you know, extra exciting news, but it's news nonetheless. And now let's talk about it as a group here. Uh, first thing is beware of the kiss counterfeit vinyl as you know on the uh certain you know groups and message board things the discussion has been out about a surge now of counterfeit vinyl that is starting to come out i I believe our good friend the voice of reason has an image that he can post of an example of this counterfeit imagery there you go which is the uh a fake promo copy sticker and the fake white label uh, center labels of the debut Kiss album. Now, as we all know, this is an alarming thing for one reason. Uh, to to get a legitimate copy of this album is quite a bit of money. Ken, you would agree, I'm sure, because you own one of these records, or do you not? I own one that I bought probably about five years ago, I guess. Um, pretty good quality, um, and it is. It's not a counterfeit, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, it wasn't cheap then, and now those these go anywhere. I think they want to go anywhere if it's in good shape, anywhere from 500 or up. Um, 
for something, you know, so it's crazy. Um, so, yeah, there's this news that this, there's these, you know, labels out there and, and stickers and, you know, they can just slap this stuff on a, a new pressed or a copied mm. pressed, you know, vinyl of, uh, of a promo. I, I don't know if they have, can match the plates in meaning or match the runouts, you know, mm. the runout groove area. Um, yeah. Where it has the you know the the numbers and the writing in there, um, so if if that matches, then that's that's even a bigger problem. Um, well, don't forget too, you'll have to, but you'll have to match also the song listing because don't forget this only shows Deuce to Black Diamond, so they'll they'll have to find an old OG pressing of this at least. They would to have make to have a, a yeah a, a original like uh, nine zero NB nine zero one right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Whatever. So. Go yeah. Ahead, so, so Daniel, I know that you're not exactly the, the the biggest collector of vinyl, but do you do you have any concerns about this sort of thing happening? No, I'm really more interested in seeing Lonis the back door in <laughs> Lonis' room. There, he's he, he opens the, the, door. the laundry never, room, or what I've never maybe. seen what he has inside there. There's some there's some bodies hanging there, I think, or something. <laughs> <laughs> bodies, oh, no. huh? Yeah, you see the body bags there. It might be from back, Halloween. Yeah. Might Might be Jul- Julian. Maybe Julian is in, in one of those. I don't know. <laughs> Some skeletons yeah. in the closet there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I really don't care a lot about the, the vinyl stuff. I got the vinyls that I enjoyed, and it's mostly uh, the the original albums. I don't really care about pressing stuff like that. But I understand that there are quite a few Kiss fans that do. So it's important to, to tell them so they don't go and get these f- false false uh, you know counterfeit uh vinyl mm. yes so uh we'll go we'll go over to lonnie uh before we start we we, we were quite impressed by the open door there how we got to see into your world a little bit further back there so we were making some interesting comments you might want to backtrack later and take a oh, look yeah? at what we saw uh-huh. yeah so mm-hmm. we were looking to see if julian was hiding out in your closet there so uh but in any case um this vinyl thing, the 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 counterfeit vinyl. Uh, any concerns? You're a, you're a vinyl collector of sorts, so do you have any concerns of this? Um, I guess. I mean, it's kind of crazy, but it's not surprising though. At the same time, I mean, there's jackasses out there everywhere that'll do you know things like that to try to make themselves some money, and you know, and in the process, lesser the value of something that that you paid a lot of money for it's mm-hmm. no different than a lot of the crap that goes on out there so it's not surprising but it is concerning you know and i i hope that what kendall's saying i hope that there are legitimate and recognizable ways to tell that no this is bullshit type thing you know and, yeah. and i hope that yeah. i hope that whoever's doing this um one doesn't get away with it mm-hmm. more than you know if, if they are, if they have gotten away with that i hope that comes to an end pretty soon and um i hope they get found out yeah agreed um one thing i do want to bring up though really quickly about this is that there's also another thing that came up and i believe that we talked about a little bit last time was this notorious kiss 50 anniversary box that's coming out now i understand you know this did this rattled a few cages as well i i noticed on the online with a lot of people of people of note as well that were not too pleased about this uh what i find interesting about this though is that okay 
they're they're doing they're they're telling you that you're gonna get a, a, a copy of the original record and there's a CD version of it as well and this and that and they have a bunch of other live things in there as well. Now I can see why why they might get a little concerned because they're offering a like an official like an official so-called pressing like a first mm-hmm. album pressing in there which is not really official it's probably a counterfeit pressing of it in there but these boxes are not nothing new people i don't know what the big problem is with this because you know there are so many hundreds of boxes i mean i've seen so many collectors out there when they do, when they do a zoom in on their you know their vinyl shelf like how ken has his vinyl there i've seen so many of these boxes hotter than hell tours dressed as kill tour the unmasters people are collecting these all the time so obviously not a lot of you are having too much issue with this if you're all buying it you know and i understand that you know there's some fantastically made ones and but you know the audio on most of these are shit like these live recordings are terrible but i'm just curious what your guys thoughts are on that because i mean it seems like there are people are are you know upset about it but then there's a whole bunch of the kiss community who are all for these things i mean what are your views on that let's start with daniel yeah i've seen quite a few fans over here in sweden that collect those things uh and uh, you know they keep them and then they, they sell them on some in in some of the facebook groups and people pay good money for them uh, so so there's there's a market for them yeah. uh, and, and and at this point in time most kiss fans seem not even listen they don't listen to the records they just like how they look and yeah. therefore you know shitty shitty live recordings doesn't really it doesn't really matter because they never listen to the records but they look good on the shelf and for many people <laughs> that, that that's the main thing at, at this point of time unfortunately yeah yeah ken yeah i mean i'm okay with the the live recording stuff, even a lot of it doesn't sound very good, but the live recording stuff, they do a lot of picture disc stuff. That's fine that they're doing that. But on this one, when they're trying to pass off uh, an actual debut album, mm. I mean, that's not bootleg anymore. It becomes counterfeit because you're, you're saying you, you, you're copying exact, yeah, uh, you know, a copy of their debut. Uh, which which version of the debut i don't know whatever but i think that that part is definitely wrong and when they start doing that kind of stuff you know kiss or universal needs to come after those guys yeah what about you there america yeah i think ken has a has a point that that um you know it, it's fine you you people selling bootleg concerts that don't sound very good is not is not a new thing you know that's been going on for obviously years and years and years but when you try to market something that is copyrighted by the record company then you know that 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 you know it's the original album or or any album for that matter when you start selling that and profiting off of that um the lawyers are going to come get you and they're going to find you oh yeah that's definitely not a good thing uh, and, and I mean, that's the main thing. I mean, I, I, for this guy, whoever's doing it, I mean, if he would have, if he wanted to stay under the radar, I mean, if he just took that original album out of there and just left the live stuff in there and just, you know, promoted it as a 50th anniversary with that, he probably would have had less heat, I think, because yeah. there's a lot of those other boxes out there like that as well. So, and speaking of heat, let's get on to our next 
uh, topic of discussion here in the news section. Ace Freely says his new album is going to make Paul Stanley look like an imbecile, as reported by Metal Addicts. So uh, obviously, Mr. Fraley is extremely confident about his new live album. I believe it's called 10,000 Watts or Volts or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, he, so. he seems extremely excited about it. So <laughs> excited, in fact, that he, you know, he, he's saying that Stanley's going to be putting that big boot of his in his mouth uh, about what he said about Ace Freely. So uh, I haven't heard anything from this record. I'm, I don't think any of us have heard anything yet. I don't think, uh, unless something's leaked and we don't know about it. Uh, but, you know, the rumor is that the guys from Trickster, two two guys from Trickster actually, I think, helped out with this record. So there's uh, more confidence that it could be back to more of his rootsy stuff because they, those guys are good friends with them. And they probably did a little like, you know, come on, Ace, try this out, try this out, you know. And maybe he listened and maybe we are going to get a stellar album. But I'm curious to your guys' reactions. Let's go to the voice of reason first. What, do you, what did you think of this whole Paul Stanley's going to look like an imbecile comment? Yeah, I mean, we've we've heard it before, and and I, you know whether whether it uh, will make him look like an imbecile. I don't I don't know if it's if it's so good and fantastic, like anywhere near the. 1978 solo album um that might kind of make paul or whatever look bad like you know you know why would he mar kiss's performance if they had ace and or peter on stage with them for the final performances because he's saying that it, it wouldn't be good but with them on there you know it would screw up the performance so but it's it but it's interesting. Can you said something though that I had to immediately jump on here? Is that you said that will it be as good as a '78 solo record? Does it need to be as good as a solo '78 solo think it record? I don't could, could it be as True. good as Trouble Walking, for example? I mean, yeah, Trouble Walking yeah. was a good album. Could, I mean, and it, no offense, yeah. but he hasn't made a record that good yet. So, go right. On. I think if it shows, you know, that he's still vital as far as playing solos and and singing. You know, he's saying in one of those interviews that, you know, singing is, is better. Um, and maybe they worked on it, you know, mm -hmm. you know, put some effort into it. You know, the live stuff, I think he's not always putting in the full effort, you know, maybe on some of his live shows that we've seen lately. But yeah. uh, I think if you really want to, you can really put the effort in, in into something. Um, yes. So, uh, you know, we'll see. It, the proof will be in the pudding, right? So. Absolutely. Mr. America, what do you think about this comment? Well, I think it's interesting, and I'm excited about the album. And friend of the show, Mitch LaFon, tweeted mm -hmm. yesterday that he agrees. He said Ace Freely released solo album 10,000 Volts in February 2024. Trust me on this. The songs are there. The solos are there. The performances are there. This will be the best thing he's released since 1978. Bookmark this post and call me out in February if I'm wrong. I guarantee wow. I'm not. Mitch Lafon. Oh, that's a big thing to say. With a bold statement. Um, wow. So well, I don't think Mitch just says that. Mitch, you know, Mitch is a rock no. critic. He's a rock journalist. I don't think he just throws that out there to kiss Ace Fairley's ass or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So um, <laughs> coming from someone that's heard it, that's that's very, very interesting. Yeah, uh, I, do, I do know that. 
there's going to be a single supposedly the first single will be released soon soonish i guess uh so i think that might be the ten thousand volt song i don't know which is by the way there's a the kiss uh sorry the buffalo rock city 2 thing one of the guys part of that co-wrote that song too so which is an interesting kind of twist Hmm, very yeah. interesting. So, Daniel, what about you? I know that you're 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 like a skeptic like me. You know, I'll believe it when I see it. Sort of guy. You know, I, I would say a realist. Yeah. Realist. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, first off, the headline: uh, Paul Stanley will look like an imbecile. Uh, I think that's that's a clickbait headline. I think that's yeah. Ace Ace being. Uh, you know, he was kind of frustrated with what what Paul said about him on Howard Stern when when he said yeah. that they would sound like piss if mm-hmm. Ace just like off the cuff he tried to make a joke and and Ace didn't take it very well uh, and so he was he was actually upset about that and that's why he put it like that. Right. I think I think more he, he wants to show he wants to show Paul and Gene that he still got the chops. And I do think he can pull pull it off. I think if he has the right guidance, the right people around him, uh, people telling him telling him like like Ken said, put a little bit more effort, especially into the solos, because that was always his strong point. And lately, I think the later albums, I haven't really enjoyed many of the solos. I think he mm. he hasn't put in enough effort. You know, when he talks about um, coming up with solos back in the, in the day, he tried them. He he, he you know they developed and yeah he, these days he seems just to go in and play some stuff and then the strips it out yeah <laughs> and pick pick something there and something then and, and you know glue it together and there it is yeah. and uh, what ken said about uh, mitch lafon maybe mitch oh, lafon is, is uh, yeah lonnie uh lonnie said about uh, i'm getting confused with that america sign uh, on lonnie's <laughs> Uh, so who's well, that? I'm new to the uh, show, so who, I can see how you don't know guy? who I am. Yeah. So um, uh, Lonnie mentioned Mitch Lafon saying that uh, he guarantees yes. that this will be the best. Maybe Mitch is trying to land an interview. I don't know. I'm not so convinced that he's honest because uh, many, of, many of these rock journalists, much like Eddie Trunk, uh, Mitch Lafon, uh, they are kind of brown nosed at times, I think. I think they, the, mm. because they don't want to bite the hand that feeds them. So I wouldn't put my house on that, but hopefully he's right. And uh, I'm looking forward to the album. Daniel calling it like it is. That's why I got, that's what I love about the, the, the man who's the brother from the other mother. You got to love the, the honesty. Okay. Uh, so, but I, I agreed. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe he's, uh, you know, maybe he's working PR for Ace's record. Who knows? We don't know what's going on in the background, yeah, yeah. you know, but, uh, you know, look, I, I, I love Ace. Okay. Ace is, you know, great. You know, he's, he's, he's always been a source of, uh, musical inspiration. He's also been a source of comedy for me with his, you know, antics. Uh, but you know, it's it, his, he's, I think he's due, I think he's due for a good record, you know? And I think that more importantly, the the guitar community at large is really pulling for Ace to get at least one more good record out of him now, and maybe that's why he's having this 
happening with these guys from Trickster coming in to help him out. Because if you remember a while back when he started touring again and he had Gene's backing band with them, with those guys, that fantastic band that Gene had, yeah. those first couple of you know tours that he did with those guys were really good because he really kicked them. They kicked them in, in the ass quite a bit. And now I think he's kind of gotten used to them and he's kind of gotten back to his sort of sloppier ways now with them. And he doesn't really care about their inspiration as much anymore. But maybe now with this, It'll re-energize him. Maybe it'll be some songs that he's going to be excited about playing live. So I, for one, I'm going to be hoping that this record does well for Mr. Ace Freely. Now, another thing that was brought up, and there was a recent interview about that Ken talked to me about just before we got on air, was that there was an interview, and I believe you said it was uh, Gene saying that he was all open to having Ace come back during the farewell tour or the end of the road show and that it was actually Paul Stanley who actually ex-nade the return of Ace Freely. Is this correct, Mr. Yeah, Mr. well, Kennedy? yeah, it was, it was Ace who said that, um, that, you know, Ace was, or Gene was open to having uh, Ace come back for the end of road or the end of, you know, the last dates or whatever. Um, and, but the, the real problem was, you know, Paul didn't want any part of Ace, you know, being back. So, Again, that goes back to the other comments, you know, Paul saying that, you know, having him or Peter, it would mar their final performance. I would be excited as hell if I was at the last show or last couple shows and and they appeared at any in any form, you know, even not playing. If they somehow, you know, got up there and took a bow with Gene and Paul and everybody, I mean, I'd be, you know, all for that even um i don't know why how they would mar a performance one person had stated uh, i think it was on the board saying uh, well you know what because it's a click track thing and ace ace wouldn't be able to <laughs> be you know follow the click track What's that uh, of it you know because he's he has his own little sloppiness <laughs> to him or whatever yeah so i said I, I don't know i think you do that after a number of times you you get used to it and you it'd be like whatever you know yeah uh, so uh, let's let's go to daniel for a second uh what, what are your thoughts on this uh about the fact that it could be paul preventing ace <laughs> well that's nothing new because paul has been against ace for quite some time i think unfortunately i thought they were going to you know get over there differences when ace did that album with covers and paul did one song an old song not fire paul, and paul, nice paul, yeah, yeah yeah that that they seem to have hit it on real great yeah fire and water fire and water and, That's I, right. and i felt that they had you know found each other once again but after that it went sour once again and, and now i think there's no no way back i think it's it's over and uh i don't know i can't really see ace come up there and play you know with a click track and everything uh, but much like ken said maybe they can be there in some other way maybe just uh, maybe a move uh, a, a movie on on the on the screen where they you know tell it like it is uh, say thanks the fans and, mm. and so on so, yeah. something like that just yeah. like an yeah. paying homage to the band and and telling the fans what they've meant and uh, something like that they, they wouldn't take that much effort and they keep 
because Ace is after the money as well. We all know that. Mm. He, he wants sure. to get paid. And there, there's really no reason to pay him when they sell out almost every concert. So, uh, you know, give him a, a few thousand bucks and, and make him record a video and show it on screen. I think that's much more than that. Uh, I don't think they, they will be able to pull off. So, Lonnie, agree, disagree? Well, I think it, I think Daniel makes a strong point that, you know, you look at the statistics and they keep posting these pictures in these arenas in the U.S. over the last couple of weeks that they've been back on tour. Um, you know, another sellout crowd, another sellout crowd, another sellout crowd to the fact that, you know, they, they don't need Ace or Peter. They're, they're doing quite well on their own. Um, they don't need to play that card for these last 25 dates across North America. Yeah. And the uh, another point somebody brought up on the board this week was that he believed the real reason that Ace or Peter aren't involved, and this really struck me, was that if Ace and Peter were there, it'd be all about the fact that Ace and Peter were there, and it mm -hmm. wouldn't be about Gene and Paul. And that's oh. a very interesting and probably very true that it would take away from Gene away and from Paul's attention on these last 25 dates and Kiss's victory lap. And it would be more about the fact that, oh, Ace Fraley showed up for the encore would be the headline. Mm -hmm. Or Ace Fraley played a few songs or or played the show or or whatever. I think it would take away from Ace and from, from Gene and Paul. It's very interesting. The more I thought about that, you know what? that That's true as well. But... To Daniel's point, they are selling out these shows at the same time they don't need them. Yeah. Well, you know, look, we, we all know that especially Paul's a look at me, look at me guy. So that that's definitely uh, something that could be true. Now, I, for one, don't know how I stand with this because I, I think that while all these points are excellent that you guys brought up about the situation, I can't help but feel that they're going to somehow pull pull an ace out of the deck and have him show up on the on the last show uh, and mm. I, i'm going to go so far as to say this i have a really strong feeling that both peter and ace are going to show up on the last show and i'm willing to put my money where my mouth is i have a piece of paper right here and i have <laughs> ken's name daniel's name lonnie's name and my name and i want to go around the board here mm. who thinks yes or no that those guys will show up on the on last night. Ken, yes or no? <laughs> well, it's you know, the, didn't Ace, <laughs> Ace, we just heard Ace got, yeah, it's a tie. Come on, this is oh, this is an easy thing, yes or no? some shows, but I didn't know those shows are around that time or not. Uh, but I'm going to say no. Okay, so Ken puts no. Daniel, yes or no that they'll, they'll show up? E no. Okay. No, no way. Lonnie. No. Neither one no. of them to show up. Those two, those last two shows are going to be exactly what we've seen the last few weeks. Okay. And I put yeah. yes on mine there. Okay. So when the, when the show happens, I'll have yeah. this piece of paper right here and we, we will see what happens. And either so, I'll be so, wrong or yeah. I'll be the well, only one right. What, what, what do you have to do when you're wrong then, Mark? I say, <laughs> I say Mark has to sit at a Waffle House for 24 hours. And he can take an hour off for every waffle he eats. 
<laughs> while listening to the while say, yeah uh, that was i think you should we should put a live stream mark listening to the whole com complete destroyer album and we can all see his pain live on the kiss fq podcast yes it's like the electric that chair be, yeah <laughs> wow you guys are really, you guys are really hurtful to me. That, that, that's, that's, I, I feel great pain from that, you know. Oh, no. uh, but you know, I, I'm just curious because I honestly think that something is a brilliant. You know, Kiss, Kiss are usually the band that's behind with everything. They're always like a record or two behind with things. But I have a feeling that if they know that this is sincerely the the end of the road for them, I can't help but think that they're going to try to do something where people are going to say, "Wow." I really can't believe that that happened, but you know, I could be wrong. You know, they're not going to pay them enough money to do it. Thank you. Um, what's so we have a, I think we have one or two more things left here. Uh, I did mention the uh episode 497, which was the yes. Buffalo Rock City 2 interview that Lonnie, a uh, Lonnie, that Julian did with the guys. Uh, I'm curious, do, did anybody here get the first record? What are your thoughts on it? And are you going to get the second one? Let's start with Lonnie, Mr. America. Oh, I have not. I'm a bad one to go to. So. <laughs> you haven't gotten no, it? Why don't, we, why don't we go to Ken? <laughs> Let's go to Ken. Okay. I, I do have it. Um, and, you know, it's, it's fun. It's a fun listen. Uh, because, you know, it sounds like kiss style, 70s style yeah. music and that sort of stuff so um i think the newer one might have more even 80s stuff on it um i think a mix maybe 70s mm -hmm. but um yeah it's 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 worthless to it's a fun listen to the, the take of those songs um it's 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 you know pretty cool so great uh daniel have you heard it do you own it i don't own it but uh would like to give a shout out to them for the videos that they've done to some of the songs. I don't know if you've mm. seen them. No. If Dr. You go Love. To, yeah. yeah. It's a really cool video of yeah. Dr. Love. And I think they did one for maybe Psycho Circus, I think. And uh, well, I think maybe one, or, maybe they did one for Freak as well. I'm not sure which of these songs ended up on the record, but I do think some of them are on the record. They have some great videos. So if you go to uh, Buffalo Rock City's uh, YouTube page, mm -hmm. uh, go and watch some of them. They're, they're hilarious and uh, they're all in Kiss makeup and so on. So uh, go and watch them. And I think it sounds great, uh, like good players. Awesome. I mean, that that's good to know because I didn't even know about that. Thank you, Daniel, for that information. And I'm sure the listeners are thankful as well for that information. Uh, one last thing here uh, to mention, uh, tomorrow night is the Hollywood Bowl show for KISS. That'll leave them with 17 shows left before the end of the line. Uh, you know, Hollywood Bowl, you know, everybody thinks about, you know, the Beatles and all these classic shows that have happened in there. Uh, really quickly, just going around the horn here. Do you think anything might happen at the Hollywood Bowl? I mean, we're you know it's a special venue, or, is it, or you think it's just going to be a, another one of the shows that they're going to get off the list? Let's start with Lonnie. Well, Gene did promise surprises at the mm. show several months ago. Um, mm -hmm. You have a good memory. However, I'm going to go with no. I think it'll be just like any other show that we've seen um, for the last year. And we'll move on to the next. Unfortunately, wait, wait, wait. I, know it's a, I know it's a boring answer, but that's what I think is going to happen. Wait a minute. You, you're telling me that Gene Simmons, the man 
who's like one of the founding fathers of this band would actually say something that isn't true and that's not going to happen at the show. Right. Believe it or not, I, I think that's what happened. And I think that's, you know, mm. what, what's going to come to fruition. I Come on. And we, we've been on here. Tickets. And, and the reason why is very simple. We've been on this end of the road tour since January 31st, 2019. How many special surprises have there been? <laughs> the big so, donut. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the odds on that one. Very good. But surely, surely, the voice of reason and the biggest Gene Simmons supporter known to man was is thinking differently. You're expecting big things tomorrow night, aren't you, Ken? What's going on? Yeah, don't call me Shirley. Anyway, <laughs> that's a airplane thing. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, Maybe there will be a surprise. Maybe. <laughs> Good old optimistic Ken. Ken. Optimistic Ken. That's your new name. <laughs> well, I didn't say, you know, the last show I said, you know, Ace and Peter wouldn't be there. So there you go with that. But uh, maybe Bruce, maybe Bruce will uh, somehow appear on stage for, for a uh, one song or something. That's all I can think uh, might happen. Hmm. Or David Grohl or something. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm totally unfamiliar with the Hollywood Hollywood Bowl. I'm not sure hmm. what, what it is. Is it a big arena or what it's is like it? It's like an amphitheater. Yeah, it's an outdoor okay. venue. Uh, yeah, I, I have no clue. But but I would be really surprised myself. That would be the biggest surprise if there actually is a surprise from Kiss. Hmm. That would be, yes. blow, blow my mind. But I'm, I'm not seeing them doing anything out of the ordinary. Yes, I think that, that that's true, too. I mean, I mean, you know, Gene, I think, just sometimes says stuff to get more attention on a show or more focus on yeah. it. And, uh, you know, this is probably no different, you know, than any other time. So don't expect much. But if it does, hey, Gene, you pulled a fast one on us, right? Well, I think they're going to be so, selling, uh, the surprise might be they're going to be selling Kiss Churros. So that's a bit... <laughs> Churros, <laughs> wow. Kiss I, I do think <laughs> at, at times Gene maybe wants to have a surprise, and then he goes over to Paul and says, uh, "What about doing this song?" And Paul just yeah, say, "No, no, no." He'll no. he'll nix it. Yeah, I'm sure that's happened quite a few times. I just want to say, I'm yeah. sure that happens an awful lot. Yeah, well, but I mean, I'd hope that it'd be more than just a song. I would hope that maybe that somebody would come out or something different happened on stage. Oh, who knows, right? But, you know, I guess at this point, any surprise would be a good surprise at this point. So, yeah, uh, yeah so there you go. That's that's the news for this week. And we're going to do now something that we haven't done in a while. And this was on the suggestion from our good friend Daniel here that we're going to take a look at a few comments from previous episodes so daniel if you don't mind how about a couple of comments from previous episodes yeah we do need to address the listeners a bit more i think because without them i don't think we would be doing this still because we started out not having a lot of listeners and at times we've had quite a few and some episodes get a lot of comments so we i think we do need to address that and i just assembled a few quickly here from from some some of the listeners the the first ones are from the, the episode you did about the final 25 dates mm-hmm. and sylvie rose 3032 wrote that thank you lonnie for your story i also enjoyed that story lonnie by the way mm-hmm. uh, i share those feelings uh, i will miss it 
But just as Julian said, the end is never really the end. Yeah, that was a good mm. quote. quote. And then Duke Groovy5162, he said, as long as this podcast and PRC keep going, I'm more than happy. That's good to hear. Uh, and uh, we have Eric Nelson, 7524. I've listened to this podcast for the past several years, and it just keeps getting better with each episode. I love it. Keep it up. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. Gordon Jackson, great show, guys. This is the reason I like your show more than the others. Everyone is so genuine and love the band. These final comments are from the episode we did uh, when we talked about our influences, if you mm. remember, our yes. popular cultural. Yeah. Yeah. Psycho City, 1972. Hearing everyone's influences on this episode was super cool. Mine are similar to Ken's with hearing Getting Alive 2 as my first album after mm. hearing it at a friend's house. Then the rest was history. And finally, Gerald Hugley, maybe. Uh, I agree with Daniel. Well, that's just because of that we need to add this one. I, I agree with Daniel. Full stop. No, not full stop. I agree with Daniel that Seinfeld is the greatest. Ah, Seinfeld, yeah. But I don't agree that you should break up with your high school girlfriend if she likes R.E.M. This Gerald, he has must have been uh, listened to quite a few episodes because that was something I mentioned like a year back. Mm, wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool to hear, Gerald, that you're following the, the show. So, so you're, you're really following us. And, and we do appreciate you at times we forget to tell it i think because you you are you are the most important part of, of the podcast so yes that's a few absolutely comments. there are thank many you. more but yeah thank you very much for that daniel and yes there are many comments there i'm just grateful that there were no eggs thrown at me this time as you know i'm an easy target on here because of my charismatic comments on here but could, you know could I, uh, could, could I add something to that sure i just listened to a swedish podcast and actually they kind of asked ken and lonnie and and they 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 said the, that canadian guy he's my favorite so it's not always oh, wow. you that, yeah yeah <laughs> The hell wow. with two Americans. You, yeah, you, you'll hear more about it in, in an upcoming episode. I'll, I'll show you a brief clip where Ken and Lana get axed big wow. time. So wow. look, look forward to the next episode of Kiss FAQ Podcast. Wow. That's okay. that, 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 now, that now makes me feel really warm inside now because <laughs> I, I no, always I, get the heat here. Lana looks so sad. They, 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 they don't, they're, they're not that mean. But, but a little bit, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> well, come on, Lonnie gets Lonnie gets a lot of love on this podcast. He has nothing to feel ashamed for on here. He he's well well loved as is the voice of reason. But to know that overseas in the yeah. lovely land of Scandinavia that I am appreciated like this, I, I feel very happy to say that uh, I really appreciate. It. Thank you very much for that. Um, so now let's move forward to this week's topics. So what we're going to do mainly is we're going to mainly go to topics from the board. Um, so we have a couple lined up already, and Daniel has a really excellent one that we're going to talk about as well. But let's go on this first one here. And this is sort of a timely topic because, as you all know, the uh, Beatles are releasing the Red and the Blue Greatest Hits album, and they're also releasing a song that 
was an old song that they worked on from way back in the 70s and then they abandoned it in the 90s, blah, blah, blah. And this song is now being released because thanks to AI, they were able to extract John Lennon's vocal from a demo and were able to use that to create a whole new version of this song and it's being released as a single. So what am I trying to get at here? Well, I'm going to ask you this. What Kiss albums could benefit from the Beatles AI type technology? So what albums in the catalog do you think the AI technology could really help better maybe or do something to it that they weren't able to do you know, before this technology came into play? So why don't we start with the voice of reason? What, what do you think about this technology? Uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting technology where you know they can break out, uh, and it was all created during whatever I guess the get back uh, mm -hmm. movie thing, that stuff in the sessions, uh, in order to get the sound right. Um, yeah, pull, pull each instrument and vocal separately. It, this technology can grab that and there'll be mm -hmm. nothing else but like the vocal only no bleed in or anything like that you know it's yeah. kind of cool so anyway uh yeah definitely i think for sure for me hotter than hell i think could use that um technology because it's kind of a you, you don't hear a lot of separation and stuff on it it just seems to kind of be a dirge very muddy almost. muddy yeah um i think that could be definitely cleaned up with that uh technology and then um i would say even uh hot in the shade is another one i think could be improved on i know there's a lot of songs there that maybe not worth even trying to mm. redo but uh, that one um and maybe even uh, Carnival Souls is another one uh, that I would think that could benefit from it. But th those are the ones. Um, you know, maybe even Destroyer, because they say that's a hard one to do because of the way, you know, Bob Ezrin did his uh, recording, you know, mixing and, yeah, um, he had more than one thing on one track and all that stuff. Mm. So I think that one could even benefit from it possibly so those are the ones all right so what do you think there uh daniel what, what would what do you think would be uh beneficial for kiss to use the ai on i think Caden had some valid points uh, i agree with most of what he said but the first my the first album that comes to mind is of course the one that sounds the the worst and that's in, in my mind harder than hell so if I, I would have to pick one, I would pick Harder Than Hell because, and there are some great songs there, but most of the time I go to live versions or other versions mm -hmm. because I, I don't like the way the album sounds. But I do hear that they are great songs, but somehow the, the production stands in the way of the great songs. So, so hopefully they can do something with that. On a side note, I heard last week a, a favorite Stone Temple pilot song called Plush. Mm -hmm. They had all altered, uh, you know, what's the name of the singer uh, in Stone Temple? Scott, Scott Weiland. Yeah, Scott, yeah. Scott Weiland. Yeah. So he sounded exactly like James Hetfield from Metallica. 
It was so eerie. Oh, that kind if, of technology. If, if you have That's five funny. minutes uh, and nothing to do, go to YouTube and, and search for James Hetfield plush AI cover. It's eerie. And that really blew my mind, thinking, what if they could take Paul Stanley's voice and put it on some songs? That would be kind of great to hear, even even if it's fake. So. And that's a different, and that's a different AI technology where they it kind of mimics the the sound of the person's yeah. voice or whatever. Uh, just one other thing before we move on to maybe Lonnie. Um, another one would be interesting. Just popped in my head. You know, a live two, you take out the crowd noise mm. of a live two, and you don't need it, right? Um, Maybe I don't know what the original crowd noise was. Probably not that loud, obviously, as no. it is on, as it is. But that would be interesting to hear it like that, almost like a, a, a yeah. soundboard. It would be mm. kind of be more like a soundboard in a way. Uh, yeah, I, I think that would be great, actually. I, I would like to hear Alive Three that way as well, because most of those songs, uh, most of that crowd is fake. I think uh, you can mm, sure. hear it on "I Just Wanna," but you know that version of "Creatures of the Night" and "Deuce" and maybe "Watching You" as well. Uh, I would like to hear them without the crowd. So that's a yeah. great idea, Ken. Yeah, great idea. Yes, Lonnie, what do you think? Um, for me. I, I think it's unanimous decision on hotter than hell. I think that's that's such a a slam dunk pick. I mean, we we talk about it quite a bit that hotter than hell would would benefit from some kind of of remix, redo, remaster, whatever to to bring out that that sound that's just so muddied down and make it you know sound, if you could imagine what hotter than hell would sound like if it was mixed like rock and roll over or something like that. What, what yeah. would that album sound like? Um, but I think another one too that would really benefit from from something like with AI is um, is unmasked um, okay. to, to to pull out all the keyboard crap in the background <laughs> and to hear that album as more of a of a rock album and not a pop album with with all the other bullshit going on um, <laughs> behind behind it. Um, and hear what that album, you know, could have sounded like when they were, when they were just rehearsing it as a band or, or something like that, as opposed to what we ultimately ended up with. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think some of your other ideas are, are great too, with Alive Two and 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 Hot in the Shade and, and that. But for the, me, it's those two. Those two have always just stuck out to me as as missed opportunities in production. Yeah. You know. The thing with the AI, AI technology, originally, I was a little distressed by it with the whole idea of, you know, being able to do these sorts of, you know, alterations to songs with minimal effort or doing these kinds of mixes with minimal effort after, you know, having to learn how to do this stuff for real. Um, but one thing I'm kind of grateful for with this is that a lot of this now means that you can now uh, fix or get records that are not able to be done anything to you can actually do something with them now like when we heard about those great fires that they had where you know master tapes were lost and stuff like that yeah. uh you know there's no chance of going back to fix anything but now with this technology as long as you have the two track masters somewhere you can go in and you know dissect stuff out of those masters now 
and reconstructed. Will it be as perfect as if you had the multi-tracks? Maybe not, but if you if you have a chance now to fix something or to go in and make another mix based on this technology, maybe that might be beneficial because like we just said, Hotter Than Hell is in dire need of a correction. Uh, you know, albums like, you know, Unmasked as well, like you said, maybe remove all these keyboards and, you know, put in some more decent guitar tones on there and we could have a better record. And, you know, I I'm only going to touch Destroyer. Don't freak out uh, because I'm just going to say that because of how Bob Ezrin has a tendency of comping stuff onto his tracks. Like he'll put together in stereo the rhythm tracks. He'll put together on stereos, you know, the the vocals or, or he'll put stuff together and he's always said that, like, because when they did the double platinum, for example, they weren't able to remix any of his songs because the way that he mixes it, they're unable to do it. And plus, he he adds in a lot of the reverbs and the delays are on those tracks, so you can't mm -hmm. take them off, which is a big no-no. I don't know why Ezrin does that, to be honest with you, because you're always taught not to do that, right? But with this technology now, maybe it won't matter. Maybe you can go in now and correct that and we can make a different version of, you know, Destroyer now as well. But mm -hmm. I, I was thinking that albums like Monster, where Paul was clearly having trouble mm, with his yeah. vocals already at that point, maybe this AI technology could be beneficial in helping out with stuff like that or even helping with a future live album, you know? Because I think right now, the last thing Kiss wants to do is put out you know live album from the 2020 tours and you know because they're gonna be like Ugh, you know it, the vocals are gonna be pretty rough right mm -hmm. and plus you don't want to make it so obvious that you're using the actual you know backing tracks for that but with ai tech ai technology maybe you can go in and do a find a way to put together a live album that's believable you know and still sounds you know that sounds decent that you can use this technology to, to that benefit because live albums are tricky to make you know you mm -hmm. get all kinds of noises and you know some guy yelling in the audience that all of a sudden drowns out and comes into the microphone you know all kinds of things can happen you know so the ai technology could be good for that sort of a thing so i'm sort of on the fence with the ai thing mm -hmm. okay so next we have another thing that was brought up which is from kiss Kissopolis, which he basically just said, and I believe Ken can help me out with this because I was a little confused with this topic, was you can only choose one. So he's saying what? You can only choose between one of two <clears throat> solo albums? Yeah, between <laughs> you only choose one. And then the picture shows Paul Stanley's solo album and Gene Simmons' solo album. So you can only choose one. Which so, of the two would you choose well, outright? Let's go know, to Daniel. <laughs> well, that's easy. It's Paul Stanley's album, of course. Uh, Gene Simmons' album, it has it high, it, it's high notes, but it's, uh, you know, a mishmash, much like his later solo album. I can't really, you know, you get confused listening to that one. <laughs> I recall the first time hearing it, you know, the intro, so cool. But unfortunately, it was the best thing on the record almost, you know, that mm. intro, that scary intro. Yeah. Radioactive was was okay, and then he has some some beautiful songs, uh, you know, like Man of Man of a Thousand Faces and um, mm. the one they did on Unplugged. Um, see you tonight. See you tonight. Yeah, see you tonight. Great, great <clears throat> songs. But I think I was a bit too surprised by his 
choices. I, I, I was more into God of Thunder, Gene Simmons. Little yeah. did I know that Paul Stanley wrote that song as well when I when I heard it the first time. But Paul's solo album is just great to me. Uh, it's one of my favorite albums, um, along with Ace's album. I think that's a great album as well. And then Gene and Peter's, uh, not so much. Yeah. Okay, so let's go over to uh, Lonnie. What, what's your selection? Um, it's Paul Stanley. I mean, that, that solo album is is absolutely five stars it is really high-end stuff and the the gene simmons one it has grown on me over the years Hmm. i mean when i first bought it my brother and i we weren't convinced that was gene singing (laughs) because you know i'm I'm, you know of the daniel camp that what gene simmons sounds like you know plaster caster gene or mm-hmm. or um almost human gene or god of thunder you know i i, I wanted the mean demon and we, we thought we, we you know going back and getting the back catalog oh the gene Simmons the solo album this is gonna be great it's gonna be you know all songs like like those and it wasn't and like you turn it on and it's you know the the intro to radioactive you're like oh this is badass and then all of a sudden <laughs> what's going on here so <laughs> Um, that being said, it has grown on me over the years. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I like it a whole lot more than what I did when I was a kid. Um, but Paul Stanley's album is front to back, start to finish, just a, almost a masterpiece really in my mind. A lot of people do consider it a masterpiece and a lot of people, you know, consider it to be one of their favorite Kiss albums, period, is that Paul Stanley solo album. I mean, his, his songwriting was, was really, really high quality at the time. And, and those songs really show it so it's paul stanley for me it's it's an easy question yeah um before we get to ken i'll just say mine um i definitely would go with paul i mean i've i've always said from the beginning that for me it's always been uh you know a a toss-up between ace and paul but of late i find myself more leaning towards paul um just because i think that like the songs overall are really well written i mean the, the one strike that always I have against Paul was hold me touchy. It was a little sometimes hard to digest. Sometimes a little little sappy, but oh, uh, the rest of the album is fantastic. And I mean, the, the song with a uh, with a Carmine there on there on drums is, is fantastic. That one, uh, I really love that song. And uh, you know, I think it's really well done. Gene's record, I, I have to agree it's, uh, with Lonnie. I've it's also grown on me as well over the years. I used to just not play it at all. At one point, I was just like, this is not Gene Simmons, you know. But, you know, later on, I, I started, you know, getting a little bit more into it when I start, started hearing about, you know, this, and this is way back when I heard about, you know, Alex Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen p- performing on A Tunnel of Love and stuff like that. I was like, oh, okay. That made me more interested in it, in it all of a sudden. So my interest was re-peaked in it again. And while it's not, you know, it'll never make number two or one on my list, that record it, it's definitely better than it was when i first heard it so ken i i have a feeling we know where this is going to go with you but let's what's your choice yeah like a like a fine wine you know <laughs> albums get better like gene simmons album because better over the years um yeah for me it was i've always liked jeans I mean, Paul's is a great album. Uh, you know, I'll admit it's a, it's a great album. Yeah, "Hold Me, Touch Me" is kind of uh, weird vocal kind of on that one. 
you know it's a good song but yeah his vocals not it's just strange to me um on that one um but uh, that's a very good album all straight ahead pretty much you know kiss kiss 101 kind of music you know for the most part um but jeans is interesting it's it's eclectic it's it's you know it's different it's, it's you know you're expecting something and you're not exactly you know the vocals uh like you know daniel said you know expecting the mean gene i wasn't expecting anything necessarily um because i got into them just a, you know a year before um and i like i said before i've, I've listened to other i listened to songs like or music like the Carpenters, you know, and and Neil Sedaka. So, and those, you know, with with great voices uh, singing. And and then I heard him sing, "See You Tonight," and and or you know, like Dan said, Mister Make Believe, in the in the other Gene voice. It's like, oh wait a minute, he can sing different. You know, he can sing other ways too. He, he yeah, he's able to. Uh, do whatever voice he wants to, pretty much, because we've heard him over the years. He's he can change his his singing style uh, to whatever, um, and so I, I like that, and I like the variety of songs. Um, it was kind of weird at first, yeah. It's like oh, some of the songs are kind of, you know, which what are you gonna do? The hard rock, or are you gonna do the mellow rock, the Beatles rock, whatever, um, but. I kind of liked it because I listened to all that kind of different stuff anyway. So it didn't bother me. So, and I always, I just enjoyed the heck out of it. it I thought it was different and different from, it doesn't have to sound exactly like Kiss. Because uh, it's not just, it's Kiss, it's Gene Simmons, you know, just a, you know, a fourth of Kiss. So I, I you know, always liked that album. I think the album cover, you know, kind of tricks you a little bit. It when is. You, it, yeah, when you right. see that album cover, right. kinda, you're you're not thinking it, you're going to hear it when you wish upon a star. It's kind of like the Wizard of Oz when at the end, near, near the end, behind and the, the guys curtain. behind the curtain, yeah. you have the big scary face on the screen, and then they pull back the curtain, and you see this old man, you know, yeah. running the controls. And like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, one, just give me one second here, because uh, something just happened. So I got to correct here. Uh, so what? why don't we go to Daniel? Because Daniel had the idea for the next topic. Remember, we were talking about for the message board. So how about we go to Daniel and tell us the one that you selected for this? Yeah, if you haven't been to the Kiss FAQ message board, you should go there. There are a lot of great topics. And one was from Sam Weller. He, he wrote this. What five, I think we'll keep it to two. What two things would you do if you produced the next Ace solo album? I know the new one is already in the, in the can, but how would you, for example, produce an Ace record? I can start. Two things I would like to do with Ace when he was recording the album. Uh, the first thing is go back and listen to the great stuff. I would sit him down, listen to Parasite, especially the solo go to Cold Gin, and some of the songs off of Trouble Walking. I like quite a few there, you know, Shot Full of Rock and a few others. And listen to the solos and make him practice, uh, uh, develop his solos. Right. Give him some time to sit with the guitar and try it out and give him some hints in order to create great solos. 
and make him, uh, you know, uh, rediscover his catalog because at times I, f I feel he, he tries to be current and the, the, the last few albums have been kind of heavy metal sounding. He's trying to play, you know, heavy metal uh, sound. He, he's better when he keeps it a little bit, bit more poppy or hard rock, I think. Uh, the other thing I would do is um, I would, uh, what was the other thing? Um, uh, I would sit him down and I would do that. I can't <laughs> recall the other one. I had such a great thing, I thought. Uh, let me see. Uh, the first thing was, and the other thing would be, uh, oh, I can't recall it. <laughs> well, maybe you'll recall it. Keep, keep thinking of it. Okay, so how, why don't we go to Ken then with that? What would you do to, to make an Ace Freely record better? A couple things. You know, make it better. But uh, I would start and try to find out if he had some old tunes that he wrote back in the 70s that were maybe not used uh, for records back then and, and see if are any worth either finishing or or just using um, because he had an almost different riff, you know, style back then. Um, and I would try to see if there was some stuff that he could, you know, f finish off and, and use them, use them, use them today. Um, the other thing is, I think the important, one of the important things is, yeah, solos, but I, I think, uh, his vocals, which I'm hoping that on his new albums this way, we're working on the vocals to, to try to get them back to how they sounded, you know, back in the seventies and see if he could, you know, pull that off, um, work hard on that. So those are the two things I would try to go for. I remember the second thing now. Right. Yeah, the, the other thing was, uh, you know, some of the later songs I've enjoyed quite a bit, like, um, rocking with the boys, but it's way mm -hmm. too slow. I think, I think, I think mm -hmm. you should, look at the tempo in his songs because even live now he seems to slow down so, some of the songs the tempo gets sluggish and that really and like kiss yeah <laughs> but even even worse than kiss so some of the songs they really don't sound the same and then they get sluggish mm -hmm. and a bit boring so when i listen to rocking with the boys i turn up the tempo <laughs> like oh, 1.25 really? and then it, it becomes a real rocker so I would tell yeah. him, stay away from the slow rockers. You can have one or maybe two, but try to have more tempo in the songs, much like he did on, for example, Trouble Walking, where he where had, you know, high-paced songs. Hmm. So that's the other Interesting. Thing. Right. Okay. Ken, do you have anything to add with yours? Or? Nope. I've, I've had everything. Okay. I think I, I listed two things or... All right. Whatever, so I'm good. Uh, Mr. Lonnie? Well, what I would do, and this would be really difficult to do, but it would be the sit ace fairly down. And, you know, and and listen, just sit and listen to those original Kiss albums, hmm. your 1978 solo album, and even Dynasty Un Unmasked, and just listen to those albums, Ace. Listen to these albums. Listen to the guitar playing. Listen to these solos. This, this little pocket of music is why people love you so much. Is this tone 
are these solos and the way you played on these albums. Listen to this and don't don't try to reinvent yourself. Don't, you know, just really have an open mind and listen to it. And, and don't be all like, ah, you know, this is how what I do. I'm Ace Fairly. But sit and really listen to it and, and really, really try to understand why people love you as much as they do. Not not because you release an album that has like a space title on it and you know silly things like that. You know, or 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 a song that has spacey type lyrics on it. Well, I'm the spaceman, and you know, you, you don't have to write a song about outer space. You really, really don't. Mm-hmm. But listen to those albums, listen to that guitar playing, listen to all those solos. That's why people love you. And really, really diligently try to replicate that. Not not some not and and, and ignore what other people are telling you that that you need to have, you know, this over here, that it needs to be heavier. It needs to have space themes to it or else people aren't going to buy it unless it has space in the title or, mm-hmm. or volts in the title, for for example, or whatever. It doesn't have or to have moon. space or volts or, well, I wrote a song called Shock Me, so I got to have an album about electricity. And no, yeah. you don't have to. Be true to yourself and who you were when you were as creative as you ever been when when you were in Kiss in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's a good point. And that's one thing I've always kind of wondered, like why he got so fixated on this. Because okay, obviously, you know, songs like Shock Me, Rocket Ride, you know, there's obviously connections there with you know space, right? But on the seventy eight solo album, he had song titles like Speeding Back to My Baby and in need of love he had regular song titles and we love that album so much so obviously you're right they don't need to be all space you know lyrics or sci-fi lyrics for them to be good songs uh for me the only thing i would maybe suggest as far as what i would do you know ace ace works better when he has a solid producer working with him and he's always said that as well you know, he's always done his. He did his best work with with Eddie Kramer, obviously. Now Eddie's getting up there now in age. Now that's not to say that he can't still do it, but maybe bringing someone, somebody like that, back in to help steer the ship might be something that's uh, Im- important to do as well. Because when you get some of these younger producer guys in with him, they're all like, "Wow, man, I'm with Ace Freely, man, this is awesome." You know, and then he's in control because, like, yeah, yeah, I know I'm Ace Freely. You love me, and and then when they say when they go up to him and suggest that you know Ace, we should try this, they're like, "Listen, man, I'm fucking Ace Freely. We're gonna do this," you know, and mm-hmm. then, then he has control. But if he has Eddie and somebody who he always respected, the table is turned, and then I think that he would listen more and follow his lead more. So I always think that a good, solid, strong producer would be important. But with that said. I don't think that Ace would have a problem or maybe Ace would benefit from having some of these guitar players. Like, you know, you have, like I, I know he's dead now, but for example, Dimebag, when he was alive, he mm-hmm. loved Ace. You know, could you imagine if he sat down with, with Ace and said, listen, let's write a really good Ace Freely song together. I think that's something, yeah. something like that might be, better, be beneficial to him as well. And, you know, there's still a lot of people, competent, great guitar players out there that love Ace Freely who, you know, it might help him to 
sit down and maybe write a song or two with them. Of course, keep it mainly his writing because we want an ace record, right? But these people would probably know how to re-fire him up with some of these things, you know, like, dude, when I was in, you know, when I was 15, I listened to this record and you played this really cool riff. You know, it's kind of like what Lonnie said, sit, sit, sit him down, listen to some of these classic albums yeah. that he did and reinvigorate him that way. You know, it, it sounds so simple, but the problem is it's like quitting cigarettes. You'll only ever do it when you want to do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's and he has to want to do it. So, yeah. Well, I think so, uh, just real fast, uh, I'd mm -hmm. like to add because you you talk a lot about Ace Frehley lyrics. Uh, we all know he's not a great lyricist, mm -hmm. but a few times he's ma he's managed to you know uh, hit the nail on the head, so to speak, like Cold Gin or even Rock Soldiers. So yeah. I would like him see. I mean, take it a little bit more serious and write an an autobiographical song once again, because mm -hmm. now he's he, he's come through on the other side. You know, he he's conquered his demons. Yes, he has uh, managed to stay sober for I don't know how, how many years. Some question it, but 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 he seems to have been uh, able to to get away from drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And that's a real hard struggle. So something maybe writing a song about that somehow, and, and it, it could be. Kind of interesting because when he writes from his heart about his own experiences, he managed to put down some damn good lyrics at times. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's very true. That's very true. You know, and like you said, you know, back when he did Rock Soldiers, that was like in the '80s, and you know, at that point he was trying to. I think he was getting over that period of his time when he was on the drugs and alcohol, but obviously he had a relapse and other things happened. So you're right, maybe he has. You know, maybe he has another story in him lyrically to do now at this point in his life. It's a good idea. So yeah, it's a great idea. Um, yeah, so I think that that's good. We we got about an hour and eight minutes here of stuff, and that's usually Julian's sweet spot for uh, recording episodes. He doesn't usually like going much longer than that. So I think we'll leave it at that. So for all you watchers out there. <clears throat> What do you think? What are your thoughts on some of the things that we talked about? What's your thoughts on the illegal records that are coming out? What do you think about Ace's comment about Paul Stanley being an imbecile? What do you think about, you know, what we just talked about now? What could Ace really do to better, you know, a future record? You know, we respect your thoughts. We want to hear from you, just like Daniel said. You know, leave your comments and, you know, check out all our episodes. Again, don't forget to check out Lon, uh, Lonnie. Keep saying Lonnie. Don't forget to check out yeah, Julian's Lonnie. latest episode with the, uh, the 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 Buffalo Rock City guys there, and uh, yeah. And until next time, we have Ken, Daniel, Lonnie, and myself. Thank you very much for watching the Kiss FAQ podcast, and we will talk to you all very soon. Bye for now. Thank you for spending time listening to the Kiss FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.